Welcome to Elevated Insights, the podcast that takes you on a journey of personal growth. Join us each week as we explore how to overcome challenges, embrace opportunities, and transform your life. I'm your host, Val Hunting, and each week I speak with Angie Tumlinson, the thought leader and CEO of Elevate You Institute. Angie Tumlinson is a master of the transformative process and brings a fresh perspective to the outdated coaching paradigm. We hope you enjoy this podcast and look forward to exploring many opportunities and ideas with you. Hello, everyone. We're back at Elevated Insights. It's taken us a few weeks to get back to this topic, (laughs) which is forgiveness, which is a very big topic um, and requires due attention be paid. So this is why I think it's taken us a little while. Uh, to be focused on it. So there's so many types of forgiveness um, that we can talk about. So where would you like to start, Angie? Well, it's interesting. The thing about forgiveness, I believe, is there's multiple, multiple, multiple levels in forgiveness. It's not Mm -hmm. a linear line. No. It's, it's It's very... entangled with a lot of energies it usually has nothing to do with the other person that you're Mm -hmm. having you think you think you're having an issue with and um you know i can use lots of of ideas but i i ended up doing a, a bit of coaching with neil donald walsh which was um my question was about forgiveness with him and i got to have four sessions with him an hour long i can't wow. believe that i got Amazing. that three 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 of them and i cannot believe that i was just gift like really it felt like a gift even though i did pay money it felt so gifting in the yeah. value that i got from it but um my thing was, I really believed that forgiveness, in order for me to move forward, was I needed the other person to forgive me in order to move forward. And he said, that's, uh, that's arrogant of you to think that, and it's ignorant. And I was like, whoa, back <laughs> off. <laughs> and I, um, he wrote Conversations with God, if you've never read it before, I highly recommend it. I have and, read it a long time ago, but I yeah. haven't. In one of his books, it really was profound to me in helping me even come to the point of talking about forgiveness was the the book Happier Than God. Mm. It was a a tremendous book. But anyhow, in the idea of forgiveness is that really forgiveness is about you. And it's about, I had an event, if I could like shortcut this fast, I had an event, I got upset about the event had nothing to do about the other person. The other person was just the deliverer of the message. And I took it in a certain way. And that's how I solved problems. Mm-hmm. And you just made me upset. Mm-hmm. And now I'm triggered. And now you need to say sorry for that triggering in me when they have no earthly idea what they have done. <laughs> like no idea. Now I've been the recipient and the giver of both. Yes, I and I think um, I think there's a I think there's a couple things that we should talk about. I'm I'm fascinated by the statement of ignorance and arrogance because I be, I believe that it does resonate with me, um, and I think we should talk about you know because there's the unconscious 
things mm-hmm. that happen between people. Yeah. Whereas you say the other person's unaware, you're unaware of your impact. Um, and, and then there is, of course, I think we should cover things where people consider something to be truly unforgivable. Like it's a recognized, like, yeah, that was a horrible thing. So let's start out with the unconscious behavior and that energy and just dive into a little bit more detail on the ignorance and arrogance of um, wanting, you know, someone to extend. Well, there's, there's only one problem in the world. I know when I first heard that, I was like, that's not true. There's lots of them. I can name them all, you know. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm some Miss Smarty Pants who knows it all. Yeah. But I just remember being in the room and hearing that. And actually, the person that delivered that message was Bob Proctor for me. And he said, there's only one problem in the world, and it's um, lack of awareness. The lack of awareness of yeah. the cause and effect. So there's a natural law that's happening, the law of cause and effect. And sometimes we we see the effect, but we're not aware of the cause. Yeah. And so we have an assumption of, well, I'm getting this effect and I know the cause is this. So I'm upset and I know the cause is you. Yeah. Not my yeah. thought about it, but the cause is you. You brought pain to me. And really the other person was like, why would I want to give you pain? Mm. And so most people will will say ignorantly, I'm sorry. I had no idea I did that to you. Yes. Well, first of all, you didn't do that to them. It's the way they relate to things. Mm-hmm. It's their cause and effect of how they see it. So that was that's the ignorant part. And the yes. arrogant part is that the other person should know that. Yes, perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. That'll, so, if you don't know what you did wrong, I'm not going to tell you. Right? <laughs> Oh, I have used that line. I can't believe I'm still married after 33 years. <laughs> and knowing him four years above that, um, 33 years of married bliss, of, yeah. of going, I can't believe you didn't know that about me. You know, and yeah, he's not in my mind. So you can really see when in gentleness, because, you know, if you've done any work with Neil Donald Walsh, he's, or even listened to him, his voice is very gentle. Mm. And when he said, it's, it's ignorance and arrogance, I immediately reacted to those two things. And I was mm-hmm. really upset. And I couldn't hear him in every session, because I wanted to show him that um, when people do something wrong, it's sin that they're sinful. And uh, of course, that comes from our upbringing. And paradigms or ways of looking at things are super, super insidious. And so when we get hijacked, and then it has an emotional impact for us, we tend to go back to old thinking or old ways or old judgments. Yes, absolutely. We aren't taking responsibility for it. So in the moment, what I've learned, and I actually uh, included this study in my last chapter in my course that I have and it's it's about forgiveness and the first thing is is that when you see something where someone has had a reaction you've got to or you've had a reaction you've got to be able to say to yourself what happened here Mm -hmm. what am I feeling and was it necessary to feel that well I think uh, you know you uh 
in, in a lot of philosophies, they talk about becoming the observer, right? And this is a, a, yeah. a perfect example of being the observer. And because when you're in it emotionally, you, you can't observe with any kind of um, fairness or, you know, because often whenever we get upset, something's triggered us, right? And it's, right. and it's not, it's not just that event that's happened. It's like some deep pain, right? Um, and again, you know, these things are not easy things to do um, because it requires space. You first have to give the event space because you will have had a strong emotional reaction. You can't just flip into being the observer in an instant. That takes practice. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to give the space, but all the time that you're giving the space, you're justifying your reaction. You know, there's all of that that goes on. Um, And it's, it's hard, it's hard to take then some responsibility or ownership for that because you so very much want to make the other person wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's interesting when you're hijacked about something, um, what happens is, uh, I think I, boy, I didn't prepare for this. So apologies up front. Uh, please give me grace. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I, I believe when you're hijacked, your amygdala uh, sends out a protective thing mm. and you, you go from, uh, you go from either a fight or flight moment and yeah. you're in it for 20 minutes. Like when it gets activated, you're yes. really in it for 20 minutes. It takes that long to let the rush leave. And um, there are ways to, there are ways to um, have it go away quicker, and I've learned the idea of forgiveness. Forgiveness lowers it much, much faster. Yeah. Um, but to be in the state of mind to override the feeling at the moment takes some practice, and so Ooh. the art of forgiveness is not about forgiving the other person; it's forgiving yourself to allow that to happen. Yeah. It was interesting uh, yesterday or Wednesday, it was Wednesday. I was teaching a class and in the class, somebody asked a question and in the question, I got really a big, a big feeling and I needed to explain it in a very masculine way. Mm -hmm. And the feeling of that was, um, I've said it many times in my coaching, but it hasn't been clear. And so I ended up using a way bigger voice and started almost yelling. And then I started waving my arms, talking about it really direct. And I could almost feel in my body the cortisol levels just go. Yeah. Oh, yeah feel my body starting to swell, but I had the moment of recognition of it, but I allowed the masculine energy to come out. And I realized I have a hard time being forceful with masculine energy Mm -hmm. and, and masculine energy is not bad. It's actually really, really healthy, but I have an unhealthy relationship with it in some areas of my life. And this was one of those moments so I was hijacked in the idea of it, and I was fortunate enough I got to have a session with a brilliant, a brilliant coach, 
who said, may I help you with this? And I said, sure. And he took me back to the moment. And when we were talking, I could feel the levels come back up again. But what I noticed was I was vibrating behind my nose. Wow. Like I was vibrating and, and it was throbbing behind my nose. And I did not have to raise my arms and get all crazy <laughs> yeah. and my voice get really but I never realized that because I use my voice and I use my arms flailing around when really the power was there the whole time yeah <clears throat> yeah so I hadn't recognized that because I didn't do it in a calm uh sort of controlled environment for me to become aware so in the moment he had me go through sort of a forgiveness part of myself mm. of, okay I forgive myself because I didn't recognize there's other ways for me to do this yeah yeah and so forgiveness is forgiving yourself and then what's really good is when you forgive yourself when you're talking to another person I recognize this in myself you can say that if you feel safe enough to do it and then you can when you go back to the other person and you say here's what I recognized is there anything else I need to forgive myself that you could help me with? Perfect. I love that. And look, there's, there's so many things that you just said that, um, that I want to touch on. Cause I, I feel, um, you know, deep, deep, deep division out there, deep, um, judge you know people just leaping on the most insane things and you know the other day i saw that people were saying that ryan gosling was too old to play barbie and it was like this big deal you know and i'm like or ken not barbie. and i'm just like do people not have you know better things to do but first of all i want to i want to say Shout out to Ryan Gosling, Val and I are in harmony with the idea you are perfect for it. And yes, perfect, <laughs> Ken. We love you. Um, talented, <laughs> talented individual. Yeah. Can I just tell you, I do want to see the, the Barbie movie. I do. I will now. <laughs> um, anyway, from a physical point of view, um, I want to talk about, you know, because you talked about the, the cortisol levels, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe what people don't appreciate is that when you live in a s elevated anxiety state mm -hmm. like that, so whether, and, and I think, and it's triggered when you're angry about something, yeah. and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of angry people out there these yeah. days, when your body is living in that state constantly, mm -hmm. it breaks down your nervous system. So there's yeah. a physical yeah. illness and consequence that comes from mm -hmm. living in that elevated state. Right. And, um, you know, the media and governments love to feed us things to be angry and fearful about. That's all they do. And so if you're already in that state, um, that elevated state, the elevated state, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I lived there for a lot of my life because yeah. my mother was, um, very scary. And when she was angry, it was terrifying. And I had, you know, I had an anxious knot in my stomach for years and years and years and years. It, you know, and I couldn't handle anyone's anger or, you know, as soon as someone elevated their voice, like I just went into life-saving mode of like, how can I make this stop? You know? Um, and now, you know, I don't, I don't at all, experience anger that way it's for me I now have a really 
interesting way to diffuse it without being weak. I don't fix anything for the other person, but I don't flee. And, and I don't give back the anger, right? I'm just like, I'm basically just a wall of immovable object kind of thing. And then, you know, the anger comes, 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 and then it gets diffused Mm. rather quickly because there's no reaction from me, you know, Mm. and I'm not, and I'm no longer physically terrified of it. And, um, but it, it, it took, it took most of my life to get to this place. And so these, these things, firstly, physically, you know, when I learned about, it's basically like, bathing your adrenal glands in battery acid is basically how I was taught when I was doing my yoga course was that's what you're really um, working with. So it, it is, it pays to pay attention to this and to, and to really put some focus on this forgiveness of yourself. The other thing I wanted to say was um, you mentioned about being able to see yourself and someone else. So when, when you acknowledge and take responsibility for the things you, um, you are also able to drop the judgment when you see it in other people, right? Because you've acknowledged like, Hey, yeah, I did this thing. Um, I, I am the cause of some of this. I am Mm -hmm. going to forgive myself and it helps you be able to forgive those things that other people do. Uh, this was, this was also a topic during my, uh, yoga course. And, uh, we had a philosophy teacher who basically, you know, was saying that all of us are the same. So the things that you hate and judge in other people are very present in yourself. And so the natural thing comes back. Well, what about murder? Like I don't, I wouldn't kill anyone. You know, that's an obvious one for someone that's killed someone. How can I forgive them? Like I would never do that. Mm. And he said something, he says, have you ever said, uh, Oh, I'm so mad. I could kill this person. Have you said that? Have you thought it? And the answer is yes. So it does exist in you. You didn't act on it, but the thought is triggered there. And I think, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, um, you know, you can, you can forgive. It's, it's, it's about not letting these events have an effect on you. So let's say someone killed a loved one or whatever that causes a lot of pain for a lot of time. And at some point you're going to have to move on from, from those truly horrible things and, Mm -hmm. and forgiving yourself, and extending forgiveness to a point where you can move on and move forwards. You know, I think those are the. Yeah. It's really interesting. The language of moving on because what it is, is you are becoming aware of what it takes to forgive. Yes. So there is this part of, we were sort of studying this this morning about this idea of, you know, riding a bike. Think about, you have to have this part of your, because one is about force and the other one is surrender. When you're pedaling, there's one part of your leg that does a force and the other one has to surrender to that force. And then it's back and forth, a force, surrender, force, surrender, force, surrender. And sometimes um, getting over something. I don't believe we get over it. I just believe we get better at walking with force and surrender for, and so the judgment stops us with the surrender. 
So we have yes. force, force, force. And that, and then that, you don't, you don't get anywhere with that. You tire yourself out, you get overcapacitated. It's, you know, I relate it to this idea. I know it's gross, but it's meant to be an emotional impact is you can have an absolutely full poopy diaper and any pressure on that poopy diaper, but diaper shit comes out. Yeah. It's kind of what happens with people when they haven't figured out this force and surrender force and surrender. And, um, sometimes, you know, especially being married with being married, I, I never really understood marriage for the longest time. It was like, oh, there's a lot to untangle there. Save it for another day. But <laughs> I've learned that sometimes in our relationship, there's been moments where I've been forced and then I've had to surrender. And there's times mm -hmm. where Matt has had to force and surrender. And sometimes when it gets force, 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 and the other person is constantly surrendering, it doesn't feel good because we're not, yeah. we can't move forward. Yeah. So this is when um, the part of forgiveness is really important to recognize I'm forcing my ideas, I'm forcing my stuff on another person. So one, we can admit I'm unaware of this and I'm ignorant to believe they should know what I'm thinking because they don't. And so then you've got to forgive yourself and you got to start out by saying, I forgive myself. And then when I go to the other person and say, this event happened, mm -hmm. I became aware of this for myself. Is there anything else you can offer in your observation? Now, they may still be hijacked about the idea or still upset. And sure. they'll give you feedback that's they're hurt. And you have to say, is there anything else? Is there yeah, anything you else? Going. Yeah, you have to you have keep, keep going. going and surrender to the cause to the cause, which the cause wasn't what they did. The cause was your reaction to it. Yeah. So that's the big, that's the big part when you're at forgiveness. What is the cause to the effect? It's never the other person. No. It's always your relation to what the other person said. Yeah. And there's always, um, you know, we fill in the blanks. Our mind loves to just make stuff up, right? Our mind loves to tell stories and, um, so you have your version of the event. And, and the other thing that happens when you're in the heightened state is you're replaying that over and over and over in your mind. You're filling in the blanks with things that may not have been, you're exaggerating things that you thought you saw or heard, etc. cetera. Um, and often, you know, the, the experience of the event is very different for both people or, you know, um, and just like, just like, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go, go just on. like, there's going to be people that are listening to this that are going to go to an extreme of something like murder yeah. or what about this? And what about this? I, I'm not an expert in those things, but what I can talk about is the small little daily things every day that lead to bigger things. Yes. So, um, my, I'm, I'm going to just ask for a moment to surrender to the idea. Could I use this? in small things every day, your capacity to understand it with the really, really big things will come, will come because of the practice of this right now in mm -hmm. small things. People try and do a really big thing in a small way and we suck at it. Mm -hmm. But if we can learn to do it in small things in a big way every day, then our capacity for it begins to change and evolve. And that's yeah. why you can see people who there was an accident 
and the person caused the accident and someone dies and the and a family member can forgive and people yes. say how could you forgive that and it's like well because I am understanding the cause and effect, and that person is not the cause and effect. There was an accident, yes. Mm -hmm. It was an accident, and they can forgive, and the person who is being forgiven is so overwhelmed mm -hmm. at the, that it's, it's that's why, that's why we have people that keep suing and keep suing and keep suing to make their pain go away, and it never does. They never just be yeah. more and more anger and angst and everything. And this is where we have this distortion of the use of imagination is that I'm hurt and I'm going to make you pay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's it, it, it to me is one of the most concerning things. And I do agree with with Bob Proctor that it is it is only one thing that's wrong and it is the lack of awareness mm -hmm. because um, to the awareness it takes to even <laughs> stop for a moment right and ask the question where is this coming from what happened what feelings am I having where has this happened before how did you know and and to we don't we don't like to be wrong. We like to be perfect. We think we're good and great and the best and, you know, better than other people. You know, all these are natural thoughts that people go through every day. And I have to tell you, one of the biggest uh, transformations I had in a relationship was actually with my business partner, Amanda, who um, she, she and I co-own a dog kennel. She runs it. And she's um, much younger than me, and she has this way of being brutally honest um, and will tell you, you know, something you said or something you did. She will just come right up and say, hey, when you did this, um, it made me feel this way or I felt this or I didn't. It, I, I'm not quite happy with how you said that or what you said or whatever and so swift like she just take takes care of it straight away and um you know initially some of those conversations you know i felt like oh my god you know and i felt like a terrible person um because of of these things and but what it did start was the dialogue right for me to say oh my gosh like that's not what i meant to have happen or or many times i said you know you're right the way that i said that that was that was a horrible thing to say in the you know mm -hmm. you're right you know and people don't have these interactions and these conversations because they don't want to be <laughs> made to be feel like you know they've done anything wrong and and there's you know there's things on both sides like now we have this sort of relationship where um, if there's a reaction, uh, it, it, it happens so quickly. And then like, I'll say, Oh, I'm sorry. I said, I shouldn't. I said, that was really a horrible thing for me to say. Like instantly I'll say like, Oh, that was really uncalled for. And she's like, yep, yep. It was. And then, but in the next breath, she'll say, I guess, you know, um, I could have been a bit more mindful when I came in and asked you, you know, like, so it's having that discussion on how could we interact in this event differently in the future, where we're not going to have these, right? And, and th that's that's where the elevated, important relationships get to. But we have so few of them in our lives. I think it takes a lot of maturity on the other person when somebody comes like that idea 
of Amanda. And I, you know, that is a technique that I have learned as well in my marriage, which I think is what has saved a lot of my marriage. When this happened, I felt this way. When this happened, it's not you did this, but when this happened, I felt this way. Um, And um, what can we do differently? Like I, I, you're almost asking for help. Yeah. of the other person but when you come back out and say you did this and you need to stop doing this well the other person doesn't have the same intent that you did so you took it with that intent and it's interesting back to forgive this idea of forgiveness too is i'd like to talk about intuition Mm -hmm. i can tell you your intuition is based on the reality of what you know about yourself right now it's yeah. not some outside thing giving you insight. It's your subconscious mind talking to you at the at the level that you understand. I'll, I'll give you this example. When I did this big energy on Wednesday when I was teaching the class, I had six people book into my calendar, six of my clients book into my calendar the next day. And immediately my thought was, I've triggered them. I've made a mistake. I've upset mm-hmm. them. This was the feeling that I had. This was the assumption. Now I've yeah. done enough work to say what would happen if it weren't, if it that wasn't true. And so yes. I went in there to be open, but I wanted to be on the defense at the same time. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you, you ask a stupid question, you're gonna get a stupid answer. You know, <laughs> things, you know. So I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> but what happened was each one of them, each one of them had something they were working through that ha- was not related at all. But my intuition told me they all booked because, because I had in my world, which I think I dominate the whole universe, this is the feeling everyone uh, has. I think you'll find that I'm actually the center of the universe. I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> so when they would tell me what was going on, I was like, oh, well, that's, yeah, that's, well, let's talk about that. And I would say, well, what would you love to do? And then I would say, I just want to make sure everything's okay with the class. They were like, yeah, I loved it. It was so good. And I was like, Oh, okay. So my assumption, which my intuition kicked in, I'm reading the energy because I'm so spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I love this. (laughs) You know, the guy that is the, the prancing pony with the red long hair and he, he, yes, yes. Whatever his name is. When he was, yeah. When he was doing the yoga stuff, it, cracked me up absolutely <laughs> so the idea of you know if you if you've never seen it just go look at the prancing pony anyway it was so good uh, i saw just just i saw one too about like what if gandhi joined a yoga class today and it's like some young ponytail now gandhi i think you'll you know like <laughs> try to tell gandhi what to do anyway we digress let's so, get back <laughs> sorry um but what i really appreciated is that being able to go there and I was open to receive feedback. That mm-hmm. was the thing. And I didn't, I needed to forgive myself. I didn't yeah. need people to forgive me. I need to forgive myself. And everyone was like, well, there's, there's nothing to forgive. You know, I was like, I just want to make sure, you know, everything's okay for yesterday. And they were like, no, that was so great. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And I needed to forgive myself for that moment. And well, and, we all have a, a very harsh inner critic. Totally. You know? 
And so we will look back on an event where, you know, we did something like you say, and, uh, you, you judge, nobody can judge me as harshly as I judge myself about Mm -hmm. something. No, absolutely no one. Mm -hmm. And, um, and to even, um, the energy that I felt around that is, look, I already know that I did this. You don't have to tell me, you don't have to say anything about it because I already know it's bad, you know, and you're, you're like so defensive because I don't want that person also telling me that I suck when I know that I suck, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you're not a request of me. (laughs) And all those things, they, you just have to let all that shit go, you know, because somebody, you might be missing an amazing insight that somebody has. You know, <laughs> you know, another really great thing about forgiveness, I'm just going to give a little picture of the idea of it is, um, so I live in the Northwest and uh, every once in a while I'll go into like a store and there's a palm tree and I'll think, oh, I'm going to get that palm tree. And I get the palm tree and I bring it home and I usually can keep them about maybe a year to two years and then mm-hmm. they end up dying. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out what am I doing to make this palm tree not live? I mean, I'm giving it love, I'm giving it water. And anyhow, um, I have this new patio and I live kind of a, uh, above the water, like I live on a hill above the water, but I get to see the water and there's always a, there's always a breeze all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up having this new patio and I want to sit out there and I wanted to give it a different flavor. I wanted to have a little bit of a Miami flavor because I have some friends that are Miami that are live here. And so I bought these two palm trees Mm-hmm. I, put, I bought and I bought these two really beautiful orange, you know, big pots, and I put the palm trees in. And anyhow, my daughter came uh, over that afternoon, and she said, she saw the palm trees blowing in the wind. She goes, you know, those palm trees they don't last. And I and I, and she said, and I said, yeah, I I know that. And then I came back, and I said, you know, for the summer it's great. You know, I I'm gonna love it. But I came in, and I remembered a thought of a reading that I had that trees actually grow stronger with, with wind because wind allows for the roots to go deep and it needs that gentle to make it strong. And yeah. so I started realizing, you know what, palm trees grow in Miami and Mexico and Hawaii and there's breezes all the time. And guess where there is not a breeze in my home. In the living room, there is no breeze, so the palm tree is trying to survive without letting its roots go deep because there's nothing stimulating the growth and the, yeah. force, the force allows it to surrender to grow down deep. And so, the practice of forgiveness allows you to to sway in the wind. It allows yes. you to do that, and that's where the roots go deep in understanding yourself is to be able to take those moments. Wow, I'm I'm upset about something. Why did I choose to relate myself that way? Could I do it another way? And then to go back to the person and say, you were witness to this moment with me. Is there something else you could offer from your side that would help me become aware of, I don't need to choose that path? Now, that's a beautiful feeling of forgiveness. And what a tremendous impact on the other person. Totally. I mean, it would take a really shitty person to respond to that with more anger and judgment, (laughs) you know, I think it'd be safe to say you could cut that person out of your life. I mean, most people are going to be so blown away 
Yeah. And they're going to be so, you know, full of love and care for you yeah. that you would even, you know, because you're being very vulnerable in front of them. Yeah, you're saying, I understand I was the cause. I was upset about this idea. And I'm trying to forgive myself. You're not telling them, I want to forgive you for doing this to me. You're saying, I want to forgive myself for doing this. And I realized that I, I sent some energy out your way. And I would like feedback to know how else could I solve this. You're not asking them to solve it for you, but you can say, here's what I learned about myself and I'd like to try it different. Can you offer anything else to me? And you can believe it or not. Sometimes I've done this with people and they're so angry that I got angry because it triggered in them. I have to listen to an arm's length worth of their bullshit, which I created that it's, it's called, it's called the law of psychological reciprocity. It is a cause and effect that you don't realize you just brought in a whole bunch of shit energy that now you've got to sift through because it was your cause and effect in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. um, Sometimes, and I'm, I'm getting much, much better at that, you know, and, but my first thing is to defend my feeling about it. Yeah. And that just makes more your resistance with the other person. And so um, yeah. I'm not always brilliant at it, but it's a really complex thing that we're trying to learn to simplify. This may be the beginning of understanding forgiveness is forgive yourself first. Don't worry about the other person so much. Forgive yourself pers- yes. first and go to the person saying, I realize I did this to myself. And I am wanting to forgive myself. And so, first of all, I just want to take responsibility for it. And uh, is there anything else you could offer? Yeah. And it takes, um, this is the other thing too, um, you know, the idea of surrender and vulnerability, unfortunately, in our society is painted as a weakness, you know, someone being, you know, when it actually takes a great deal, much more strength of character, strength of self-awareness, um, to to behave that way. It takes far less strength to come from a plus place of anger. Anybody can raise their voice and shout and hold grudges and do the, that. You know, that's the easiest path. Um, and again, I I I really feel like we're at this, you know, critical <laughs> critical juncture. You know, because. Um, living your life online, you know, you're the nameless, faceless, you know, people um, are overwhelmed. I feel they've lost their patience with other people. You know, we have, we have a generation of children that for the most part, who knows if they even know how to be in a room with other people and like relate, you know? So I think we have a real crisis in these areas of having these types of interactions, but it's exactly the thing that we need. And, you know, I would encourage anyone that's out there listening, you know, that if any of this is resonating, it's hard, but it's absolutely necessary. Absolutely. I think about, I'm not, I'm not defending anyone by any stretch of the word, but I think about people that are musicians or um, artists or actors or actresses they have to practice this on a daily basis a lot and sometimes it can really get to them because people are so ignorant to their ability to forgive so that they can get their art out and i find it absolutely asinine 
that people can take one moment in time and judge somebody. And I, I just think, wow, well, and this is, uh, if we can bring it back to a spiritual idea, but this is where, you know, a bunch of people who were trying to see how, how wise Jesus was, they brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and they all had rocks to stone her because the law said, if a woman is caught in adultery, you know, you stone her to death. Mm-hmm. So they came to Jesus to entrap him about forgiveness. And he bent down in the dirt and he thought about it for a moment because he understood the feeling of the woman. He had compassion for the woman. And he also understood where the, where the masculine energy was coming from, from the crowd of wanting to condemn. And so he said, I believe the first person that is without sin should be the one to cast the first stone. Yeah. And one by one, people dropped their rocks. And and he looked at her and he said, where are your accusers? And she said, I don't know. And he mm. said, you know, he just put it onto her to say, then you know what, go and sin no more. Like yeah. you allowed yourself to be condemned by these men. There was no reason because we're all condemned, you know, if we, but we have to own it. And so he just said to her, go and sin no more then. Yeah. You know, and I used to think it meant stop being an adulteress. <laughs> but what it was was is that don't let people judge you. Mm. Don't let them judge you. It's the thoughts that they're having about themselves. Yes. So if you put the thought back on them, I think the first person that's without sin absolutely should cast the first stone. And yes. everyone had to stop and think about themselves and go, Yeah, and that's that's what made him dangerous. What made him dangerous is he made other people think about themselves yes and he didn't condemn anybody in it he just said you know we each have a cause and effect are we aware of the cause and effect you know exactly so i you know there's forgiveness is a is a complex thing and and we're trying to simplify it more and more today and i think as a society we have to learn how to forgive forgive ourselves 100 reacting and responding uh, or reacting to things and learn to respond differently. No one can do that work for you. You can't make a teacher do that work for you. You can't make yeah. your spouse do that work for you. You can't make, you know, a banker do that work for you. You can't make um, a business partner do that work for you. Only you can do it for yourself. You can't make your mother or your father do no. that work for you. Um, were you unaware? Yes, you might have been unaware. And that's where I've learned to say thank you for being a teacher for me. You taught me. Your mother was a really great teacher. She was. She really was. And she was a gift to help you understand. And it's funny, she did it out of love, but it was based out of fear. It was the fear of the world that she wanted to show you something really tough. And it was not what you needed. That's not what you needed. It's what she needed. Yeah, exactly. You can forgive her for trying to give the love that she thought was going to heal, but it didn't. A hundred percent, you know, and, and I absolutely, you know, have done that. A hundred percent, you know, but it's, I mean, what we we were talking about it the other week about, you know, you're uh, living in the past, present and future, you know, and, um, and it's only through, you know, sort of looking back and remembering, you know, those experiences and how it would physically affect me and, you know, that and, and just appreciating that it's not an easy journey 
and it's not a, uh, it can take a really long time sometimes, you know, and I think, I think this is the other problem is that we live in a society where people are really impatient. They're used to getting things in seconds, minutes, you know, and, you know, self-development, self-awareness is a lifetime journey. It's a lifetime of it. You never finished. And people, I believe, don't have that kind of patience for that level of introspection or, you know, it's very rare. And, um, but is what is needed the absolute most, you know, and, but you're right, you know, because of those lessons I learned from her, I have an extraordinary ability now to deal with anger when it's coming my way, you know? You are an extraordinary person, Mel, and I'm so glad you're in my life. Oh, I love you. <laughs> you as well. <laughs> and I forgive you that you don't appreciate me at times when I feel you should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I forgive you for not knowing that I'm actually the center of the universe. No. <laughs> Okay, now we're just being silly, but you have to joke about it, you know, because you are like, sometimes you go, wow, where did that come from? But anyway, and I feel, uh, you know, I I think we're ready to wrap things up here. But this is such an important topic. And, um, you know, I feel like we'll be touching on these things again, you know, because it's all wrapped up in in the lack of self-awareness out there. It's all there. All those lessons. Lots of opportunities to continue to grow for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Any final words you want to say before we? Yeah, practicing the art of forgiveness is really about you and nobody else. I love that. I mm-hmm. love it. Makes it a lot easier, actually. Easier. Yeah. <laughs> that part of it, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Elevated Insights. If you are interested in working with Angie Tumlinson, go to our website at angietumlinson.com. Here you can book a call, join her free webinar, or find out more information about the services that Angie provides. 